Welcome to Reality of the Rose with your host, Natalie Sprink. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 101 of Reality of the Rose. I'm your host, Natalie Sprink. Season 20 is upon us, everybody. Season 20 of The Bachelorette, I should say, is upon us. And we are finished with the first episode. I will say I do not like this time change. It is 10 o'clock, 10.09 to be exact, and I'm tired. So I have a feeling that you're going to be hearing me yawn a lot. So I apologize in advance. But this is just, you know ridiculous. I don't really care about the Jonas brothers who have some show on that's at seven. I feel like they can be at nine and we keep the bachelorette from seven to nine. How about it? I please. Um, also given that I think that what I'm going to be doing going forward, cause I don't think I could stay up this late for like whatever it's going to be 10 weeks on Monday night too. It'd be different if it was like end of the week and I could like sleep in in a couple days, but it's just starting the week. So I have a feeling what I may do going forward is to just record this episode, the Monday night episode, and then on Tuesday evening, just start watching it earlier even, you know, and record on Tuesday and, um, put out the podcast on Wednesday. So I really feel like that's what I'm going to do next week is July 4th, but July 4th is the Tuesday. So we work the next day anyway. So I, I think I may start that next week. Um, so I'll let you know for sure, but I, this is just going to get too late for me. I, you know, it just is. So that being said, I first want to cover, um, a little bit of housekeeping first. I am going to release an extra episode this week. And I am doing that because um, after Allie found out that I went ahead and recorded and interviewed myself for my 100th episode, um, instead of having her interview me, um, she didn't like that idea. I, we guessed that was lack of communication. She was like, I wanted to interview you. So, um, she said, let's still do it. I said, sure. Why not? So she, uh, is, we're going to do a little switcheroo with hosting and Allie will be the host of Thursday's episode this coming Thursday. Um, and she's going to be interviewing me. So she is going to ask different questions than, I answered about myself and, um, about half are about the podcast actually, and then half are just other things, including a lightning round at the end. So, um, I'd love it if you would stay tuned for that and, um, hear how that goes. So, uh, yeah, that's just this week. I more than likely will continue throughout the rest of the bachelorette season to just have the one recap episode a week. So, um, obviously if that changes, I'll let you know. Okay, let's get into it. So what did everybody think? Um, my first, so my first impressions of this show were, I think Charity is going to be okay. I think I'm going to like her better than I thought I would. I thought that she would 
would be um, like a little boring. I thought she would be a little predictable. I thought she would be a little bit of like the type of bachelor that like, at least I felt like Zach was at the beginning where everything he said was things you would like token things you would hear a lead say. And it just seemed like rehearsed canned bachelor bachelorette lines. But I actually did not think that about her. Um, I will say though, like her, like for instance, her little speech that she gave when she walked in after all the guys had gotten there, it actually to me seemed like a very unique little initial speech. I feel like so many of those speeches sound identical. Like you could just switch a word in and out at a few places and they would be the exact same little speech. Um, not that hers wasn't, you know, somewhat predictable, but I felt just like uh, the way she articulated and the words she chose to use and and how she said them. Um, I just felt like it was a little bit uh, better and unique and, um, I don't know. I, I liked it. Uh, why what do I have my, okay. Um, sorry about that. Um, I have to get in the groove of this. I'm, it's been a while since I've recapped. I have to get my mind straight. Plus it's late. I can't think. Uh, all right. So her speech, but I did think that it sounded a little rehearsed. Did anybody else? Because there was a couple places where she was giving her little speech and she like tripped over the words. And normally if you, are just shooting from the hip, you, you can stumble over words, but it's more that you're struggling to come up with the words rather than like miss say them, if that makes sense. So to me, it sounded like she probably worked on that ahead of time. And when she got to these certain parts that she kind of like, um, misspoke the word or tripped up on the word. It sounded, it, I don't know, it was fine. I liked it anyway, but it just seemed like she probably, you know, stood in front of the mirror and like rehearsed it over and over and over again. And she seemed very nervous when she was saying it too, which I'm sure she's nervous anyway, but you know how that is? Like most people, when they're talking in front of people, especially if you're in front of millions on TV, it would sound a little like you, you could trip up, but anyway, that definitely forgiven that. Uh, but I did notice that does she seem super nervous? Um, the guys in general, I think I like most of them. I, I can't right now. There doesn't seem to be a clear villain. Was that, um, was that Zach season where there wasn't a clear villain either? And they little, they struggled a little bit to try and like make a villain. Uh, it feels like that's what they're going to do with Brayden that they're going to try and maybe Sean, it looked like on the previews tonight that they were maybe going to make him into a villain. Um, I was all wrong. Let's see. I, on my, uh, little on the men. Oh no, I was right. Wow. I am so impressed with myself. I was right on on, on the charities men where I went over charities men I've have for Brayden. This is literally what I wrote. I'm reading it. Seems cocky, full of himself, villain potential that could take him halfway through. <laughs> wow. I am, I'm brilliant. Okay. So let's see if I got, I think I put villain about somebody else. So I guessed that, um, let's see. I know I had somebody else's villain, not a villain. Um, <clears throat> 
villain, sorry, villain vibes, Khaled, Khaled. I said Khalid, but I said, Khal but Khaled didn't even make it. He went home. So, um, that was wrong. <laughs> um, oh, I also said Peter would be a villain. He has 12.4 followers. Um, and that's why I said he would be a villain because he had too many followers for the bachelor's, um, liking and guess what he didn't even make it through night one he was one of them that went home i'm 99 sure that he went home i know he didn't get a rose but there was two names that i didn't understand which she was really quiet did anybody notice that that she's sometimes hard to understand because she's not speaking loud enough but i did not understand two of the names that she said and since i don't know the men well enough i didn't know which ones they were but i'm pretty sure peter went home so the follower thing i was kind of right about that not because he was a villain but i'm sure they thought he had too many followers for their liking um so I'm going to wait to tell you my like final six and final four, uh, for at the end of the podcast, but I'm really impressed that I got that right. Okay. So let's see. Um, okay. You guys, what is up with Spencer? What I, I felt so uncomfortable watching him at what was happening there was something was he just that nervous or is there like not something all like something's not right there with him? Like it, that's what it seemed like. And you guys, there's no way I, I felt her un being uncomfortable with him. Like they were sitting by the fireplace when she had her like one-on-one -on -one time with him and he was acting so freaking weird and laughing so strangely and having the most freaky oddball awkward looks on his face she was actually like sitting back like leaning back from him because i think she's like what who is this guy so totally producers told him to keep that him because a he's a dad and so they have to have like a dad on the show for a while there's no way she, i mean he's not even he is not going to make it much longer, but they had to keep him because he's a dad and they had to keep him as like the, to give like the little bit of the full edit. So I don't know. He got the full edit tonight, like 1000%, but I, they, sh they showed a little bit of him on the previews and I don't know if they'll continue the full edit, but you, what was wrong with him? I really thought like, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I thought maybe he had a disability or something that, that he was not able to speak. He couldn't form words and he couldn't get the words out. And he had these weird, like weird, like the, the face play on this guy is amazing. Like I, he'll, he's got to win the face play awards, but he, but there was, oh God. <laughs> I got, I almost didn't want to watch. So like when he came out of the limbo, that alone was awkward. And then when she said, he said like, um, um, what was that even about? Like he was going to teach her how to kick a guy in the balls. Like what? So then she like went along with it and pretends like she was going to, and she's like, I'm not going to. And he was like, Oh, you're not, you're not. <laughs> and he made this weird effing face and 
Oh my gosh. It was so strange. I, I don't like to talk about it. It's really weird. And then when he was sitting in front of the, um, fireplace too, and they had their little chat, he couldn't form his words. And I just felt her awkwardness. I'm so sorry, Charity. That's, I'm really sorry that the producers are making you keep him because like, you know, Spencer, no hate, but I, 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 I'm very uncertain about something there. Um, so that was weird. That made the biggest impression on me that, and, and how do you say it? Doton, Doton's, Doton, Doton. Um, how tall is he? He like, is he nine feet tall? He is so tall. And it was very true. Um, they had a whole little segment during the men's, uh, limo entrances about how tall so many of the men were like, that's very, that's very on brand for bachelor is to have tall men. But, um, I feel like there's extraordinarily tall men on this episode. I mean, on this season, um, I don't, I, it was raining the whole time. So they didn't even have to fake the wet pavement. It like literally was just wet. Um, I thought that she had a cute little intro package that they gave her. Um, she had obviously a very like normal, good childhood. Um, I, I didn't remember that she was cheated on, uh, by a pre in a previous relationship, I guess by one of her longer relationships. Um, but we got to hear about that a couple times. So I feel like that's a little bit of her narrative. Like she's going to want someone who, you know, she completely trusts and feels their loyalty. Um, we got a lot of cheesy B roll with her, but I guess also that's a little bit standard, but I think she is cute. I think that I'm going to really like her style, like her fashion, clothing outfits and all that. I loved her dress. I thought her dress was really cute. Um, but she seems a little bit more authentic and down. Not that I didn't think she was down to earth, but, um, I don't know. I just, I just liked how she made conversation with the guys. I liked the questions she asked again. They didn't seem like just the standard questions. She seemed to delve a little bit deeper and like, you know, maybe ask a little bit more intimate and meaningful questions. She seemed interested in what they had to say. Um, so far I like her. I, I mean, she made a much better impression on me than I thought that she might on this first episode. And I also think what's going to be different about her is I thought she would just be really like by the book and, you know, go with, go with the flow and like be their little pawn, the producer's little pawn. And, but it seems like she might like go against the grain a little bit. She looked like she was getting pretty sassy with a couple of the guys sometimes. And she seemed to like lose her patience a couple times in the previews. So I didn't necessarily know if I would expect that from her. I thought I was hoping she wouldn't, but I didn't want her to be like walk all over me, which I would hope they wouldn't pick a lead to be that way. But she, I don't think she will be like, maybe that's what I'm trying to say. I thought she was just going to kind of be like, Oh, like, just walk all over me and, you know, abuse me and use me and I'm just going to play dumb. But I, so I feel like that is going to be a nice change from what I thought. Um, so 
I don't know. There was not any, they went through the men pretty quickly. I think that that would, if, if I remember correctly from prior seasons, it feels like they spend a lot, almost like the full first hour on the men's intro packages and the men coming out of the limo and all of those limo packages, so to speak. But they only did two segments of the men coming out of the limos and they did not focus on their limo exits all that much. They went through quite a few where they just quickly went through them and I had to like type their names out very quickly um, because they just jumped from one to the next to the next. Um, so Aaron, so I just read a post from bachelor data like yesterday, I think that actually, uh, well, first of all, the first rose that is given out at the rose ceremony, not the first impression rose, but the first rose given out at the rose ceremony tends to be a better indicator of who ends up at the end. And, uh, Aaron B got that rose. And so as you may guess, I have him in my, uh, final six and my final four. Um, that might be too obvious, but I do. Uh, so he had like a little coin flip thing. And then he had a moment with her too, during the night where they had this really nice conversation. Um, and so I just think he'll go far. Then they had Josh was next. I don't want I don't think I'm going to go through every single limo exit guy. I'm just going to like read over. Oh, Joey. So he is super cute. I think he's going to go far. He was the guy from Hawaii that had a little background. They didn't, that was something different. They did this season. Um, they did these little like background cl clips on them while like during their, um, conversation with charity out of the limo. So they would walk up to the limo. Normally they do this whole package of the guys, like as a whole first segment, like they jump from one guy to the next guy to the next guy. And they like film them in their hometown, film them at their job, film them with their, with their dog, whatever. And they have like a whole segment of that. This time they would show the guy getting out of the limo. And as he like walked up to charity, they would like pan pan to his little intro package back at his hometown. And they were all very short. There was none that were all that long and just told a little, and it wasn't, obviously it wasn't nearly about all of them. I would say they only did it for like maybe six or eight of them. Um, and then they would pop back to, you know, the, the night, the, wow, God speak. They would pop back to her with him at the limo exit entrance, whatever. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I cannot talk tonight. This is a disaster. Um, and yeah, so then they would continue their little like introduction. Um, so anyway, I liked Joey. He had one of those little background clips. He's from Hawaii. He gave her a plumeria, plumeria. Am I saying that right? Flower that she could put behind her ear. Um, he's just very cute. Even throughout the night, he seems like he's a nice guy. He's not giving off villain vibes at all. He seems like he might be like, like well-liked in the house. Um, they only showed like one tiny little clip that maybe would make you think 
something different, but it looks like maybe he's on a group date and they're on some kind of stage and she, he's making out with charity. And one of the guys is like, yeah, he's making out like it's hard to watch him making out right in front of us. Well, like that said 8,000 times a freaking season. So I'm not too worried about that, but I think Joey's going to go far and people like him. Um, Let's see, Xavier, I liked him. He was another guy that had a little background um, segment on him. He's a biomedical scientist. He knits and he plays a ukulele. <laughs> so, I mean, I I don't know. I, I, said, I said him from the beginning too. In my initial guess for the final four, when I went through the men, I have Xavier, Joey, Doton, and Michael as my final four. Um, and I'll get to my final four in a second now, but, um, let's see. Then we had Caleb A, Khaled, Nick. I think Nick went home too. John Henry was at underwater welder. I thought we might see more from him tonight. Like based on his Instagram, I thought he might be an interesting person that, they would focus on, but they did not hardly at all. Um, Aaron S was next, then Tanner, and then Chris, who is that jumper guy. He had a little background segment on him too. And he's just like the world record jumper guy. He almost, uh, did he make it? Let me see. Did he make it in the, did he get a rose? Um, it was he one of the ones that I either, he's one of the ones that I couldn't understand her name or he went home because I don't have him on my list of getting a row. So you guys have to let me know. I don't know if the jumper made it. Um, so then we had Brayden get out. He's the one that brought her shots. He also got a little, got a little background segment of himself. Like he was, do, he was, oh yeah. He was like the adventurous guy where they showed him like doing yoga on the beach. They showed him skiing. They showed him like snorkeling. He was bungee jumping. And like, of course he wants to share his adventures with somebody and he hopes that that can be charity. Um, uh, but he brought her a shot. Um, then we had Spencer. Um, oh, God, let's not talk about him again or I'll get so anxious feeling. I, Oh, definitely weird. Uh, then Caleb B. Oh, Caleb B is the pro wrestler. I think he might go kind of far too. Um, I don't think she'll pick him in the end because he does not seem like her type to me at all. Uh, but I think he'll also be likable and I think he'll like get screen time and he'll get about halfway through, I bet. Then we had all the tall boys, which was Joe and Caleb K and Adrian and James and Peter. Then Michael brought her a bracelet. Taylor brought a video camera. I don't think Taylor made it either. Did he? Was he one of the ones that got sent home? If Taylor made it again, he was one of the ones with the question mark that I didn't understand. Khaled, I know he didn't make it. Um, let's see. Uh, hang on. Where was I? Michael brings her Sean. Sean, he made, he brought like a check, like, and he was making a do donation to charity, which I knew someone was going to use that as a freaking joke. That was, that was pretty cheesy. Uh, John brought a fortune cookie. He's got a lot of screen time. Um, then Doton, I don't, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. 
Uh, he got a background clip. He seems super, super sweet. I hope he goes far. I like him anyway. So then Jesse, that's when Jesse like comes out and is like, I have somebody else here and it's someone, you know, and she's like, Oh my God, Oh my God, who could it be? And turns out it's her brother, Nehemiah, which we all knew this was already going to happen. We've already known this since the, uh, after the final rose, or I don't know, we've known this for a long time, long time ago when we saw a preview of the season where he puts on this stupid ass disguise and but what we learn is we all i think we all thought he was just going to be one of the men that comes out of the limo but what we learn is that he is going to be a bartender and that's how he's going to get his intel but did anyone notice that like throughout most of the other limo entrances the guys are all looking out the window, which that's also very common, but all the guys are looking out the window to see how they all compare to like what everybody else is doing. But ironically, when Nehemiah gets out of the limo, that's not the case. So don't you know that the producers are inside? Okay, guys, come over here now. Let's all get ready. She's going to be coming in soon. So everybody needs to take a seat, something along those lines. Cause no one saw the brother come in. Um, so when he first put that wig and that mustache on, I was like, come, I mean, why couldn't, why couldn't, why, why did they have to do that <laughs> to put on the fakest? Like they said, he looked like Steve Harvey, like for real, what the hell? Um, that was whatever. Okay. So then Jesse, like the rain cracked me up because I always wonder, like, was it an option to like, did they want to record the night before and it was raining and they're like, okay, let's wait till tomorrow night. And then it was just raining again. So they just had to record. Could they not wait till the, cause the rain was a bit distracting. Um, like I felt sorry for Jesse because at one point it, this was when all the men had arrived and he came and talked to her about like, whatever, like you're going to go in now and meet the men, blah, 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 whatever. He was like totally getting rained on. Like his suit coat was like getting drenched with water. And I was like, just go. We know this. It's fine, Jesse. We know what's going to happen. Just get out of the rain, please. Um, so then, and then when she was talking to, I think it was maybe Aaron B. Like, I think it was rain on, maybe it was a tin roof or something, but it was so loud and it just sounded like constant dripping. She even made a comment about it during their conversation. Like, Oh my God, that sound is driving me nuts. Couldn't they move them? Why don't that just seems like poor producing. Like if you're having difficulty with audio, go to a different freaking room or I don't know something. Can't you edit that out? I don't know. I don't know anything about that, but I just feel like you should be able to do that on a show like this. It was very distracting. Um, so let's see, uh, Joey was the first one we see at least talk to her, whether that was really how it played out. I don't know. Um, they did not kiss, but did you notice that he did not make great eye contact with her was, which would, it gave me a little bit of a red, of, of a blah, red flag initially. Like he had a hard time looking her in the eyes. Um, but sometimes I have that problem, so I'm not going to judge too harshly, but uh, he would like, and he was nervous, obviously. I still think he's going far, but I didn't kind of like that he didn't make eye contact with her because there was a couple times she kind of was looking at him like, you know, look at me. Um, but he was sweet and she actually, like she, he, 
he also said he didn't watch a show, um, but she seemed half into him. I mean, at least, you know, more than some of the guys. So then, oh, what was the thing with um, James? He had that box that his parents sent and his mom wrote that note. What mom, mom, I mean, control yourself. I, you know, like to get to know like my kids as boyfriends, girlfriends and all that too. But I don't, I don't think as a mom, you should send a note along on the set with him. He he's not 13. And, and, and that was so cringy, but did you notice that, <laughs> um, of charity called him? He was such a precious lamb. <laughs> A, I'm not sure I've ever heard anyone like use that as a description about somebody that he's a precious lamb, but I for sure know that she doesn't say that about someone that she has a potential love interest in, possibly her child or her baby when it's born, but not a grown man who she, you know, has uh, come here to fall in love with her. Did James make it? Let's see. James is, oh, he did. Well, the precious little lamb made it. Good for him. Goodness sakes, you precious little lamb. So cute. No, it was pretty cringy. Like I was really shocked that a mom would do that. Did she really do that? Or was that like all fake? Oh, it won't be him. Then Xavier was next. Oh, Xavier that had the little rainy noise happening in the background. Um, she kisses Xavier. Um, this is where I noticed she was asking like really good questions. Um, she says specifically about him, that he's too good to be true. So I feel like he's going to go far. Uh, then we get Nehemiah doing like his thing, like where we see him at, at the bar and he's like asking questions and listening to conversations. Oh, my. sorry. There I go with my first yawn. Um, okay. I'm almost done with my first 30 minutes. So I'm going to stop right here and I will be right back. What? Okay. I'm back. I don't know what that little singing thing was at the end. That was really, it's quite frightening. Um, all right. So let's see. Um, oh, one thing they did different too, um, on, on this episode was like in between, like, was it coming back from commercial breaks? They were interviewing past, uh, bachelorette leads. I'll be yawning again. Oh, sorry. Um, they interviewed past leads and, um, that was just some different, not like it was like earth shattering or anything, but I actually thought Allie, uh, Fedotowski, uh, gave the best actual advice, not just like wishing her luck and like, Oh, enjoy it and all that stuff. But she said something like, if you, if you have somebody that you really feel strongly about the first night, actually don't pay attention to them and, and really give yourself a chance to know the other people. Um, because you know, you like him. So get, give your chance, like give other guys a chance, which I thought was really, really good advice. And, and I would think that that wouldn't be a natural course of action you would take unless somebody had been in your shoes before and could give you that advice. So anyway, thought that was good advice. Um, okay. Uh, then we get Nehemiah, we get him and we come back from a commercial break and, um, we have Michael saying he doesn't usually go for the petite style. So that was a little bit of like a, and obviously Cherry's tiny, 
Um, so that was a little bit of, I guess, a negative, but you know, I wasn't, that wasn't horrible. Um, then John has time with her. He kisses her. They talk about like having both having really close relationships with their siblings. I don't know. He's a bit cringy. I don't think he'll, I think he might make it far. And for some reason, the producers like him and want to give him airtime, but I just don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a big John fan. Um, then Jesse brings out the first impression rose. And then we get like, um, like this little segment with guys that are like puffing out their chests and trying to impress her with stuff like Chris, the jumper is jumping on stuff a lot. I, I, would you be impressed? Like, would you go, Oh, I'm totally picking him. He can literally jump from the floor up to the top shelf of that bookshelf. And so he nailed it. I he's going to the end <laughs> who it's random, like a random talent. Then we get the pro wrestler. That's what is his name? Caleb, one of the Caleb's and he, he like does a wrestling move on a guy again. Like I'm not going to pick you because you just did that. So don't do that. Like you're, you're better off not doing that. Um, then we get that. Oh, then we get the little frightening Spencer bit again. And it, Ooh, okay. Let's go skip on over that because we already talked about that. And I so, so don't understand that part at all. Why she got oh, producers. Why? Uh, then, Oh, Aaron B then plays the keyboard. Oh, he was the one that played the keyboard. Okay. And he makes up this like song kind of, and it's a little weird, but whatever. I guess I got to stand out. Um, they kiss. He seems stiff here. Um, and they make a whole lot of noise when they kiss, which you know how much I love that. <laughs> no. Uh, but I still, she still seems like infatuated with him and I think he's going to go far. So then we get a guy coming up to, uh, Nehemiah saying he knows he looks so familiar. He looks so familiar. Says it like a thousand times. Or at least they make it look, I mean, sound like he says it a thousand times. You look so familiar. Nehemiah, I have to say, plays it off really well. Um, so then you, we get Brayden. Okay. We go to commercial break. When we come back, we get Brayden and her having their time together. And so they threw me off a little bit here because they played like this piano music in the background, which typically they play when you like, she's having like a real connection and the guy is like authentic and we're supposed to like the guy. They play this like, like romantic piano music in the background. And they're talking about all the similarities they have and how they have the same boundaries or lack thereof. And they kiss a lot, like a lot, like they full on make out. Um, and so they, they really, even the edit makes it seem like this is a legitimate connection. Okay. Um, but right away, he's entirely too excited about it. Like when they show him doing an ITM about it, he was like giddy, almost childlike about kissing her. It was like, as if he'd never kissed anyone before, but he was like so massively excited about kissing her. Uh, almost strangely. So, so as soon as they showed him being so excited about that, I was like, actually, I think this is when I went to look back to see what I wrote about Brayden. 
And I was like, oh, but then I threw me off with that music. So I, don't, I didn't like it here. I was kind of confused. So right away though, then, um, he goes up to the bar and that's of course, all he was doing is talking about how he kissed her, but he wasn't, I mean, he was saying something about the first impression. I will say this. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to care for him because I do en end up thinking in the end that maybe I'm going to be right. <laughs> And probably just because I want to defend myself that I was right initially that he looks cocky, like based on this Instagram. But um, I'll give him this like he didn't seem excited in a cocky way. Like he was he wasn't like, dude, we smashed. Well, they didn't smash. Why did I just say that? Never say that again, Natalie. Um, totally lost my train of thought now. They I mean, he wasn't saying it in like, you know, I got a piece or whatever. Stop talking, Natalie. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't saying it like that. He was like actually really like just so excited. He kissed her and was saying it in a childlike, almost juvenile way to all these other guys. But Nehemiah took it as him being cocky. And, and it also was a little bit of oversharing, like just, someone else ITM'd, I can't remember who, but like, just keep that to yourself. Like have that be between you and charity. Why do you have to like blast it all over the place? Which is obviously what rubbed Nehemiah wrong. So he just kept on. And again, we don't know if he really talked about it all that much, or if literally he said it three times and they got each of those three times on camera and make it look like he's talking about it a bunch, but either way, he can't stop talking about it. We think. And so Nehemiah takes this as a huge ego. So then we see Nehemiah reveal himself to all the men as Cherry's brother. Now they truly seem blown away by this. I don't think this was a uh, rigged. I don't think they knew about it ahead of time. If they did, they all did a really good job of acting, but like a couple of them looked worried. A lot of them had like, they, to me, looked shocked that, that this was the case. So don't think they suspected it. Um, and he goes and he tells charity what he did, I guess. Don't you wonder like, was, well, I'm sure she was, but wasn't she going, where is my brother? I literally, what is he doing? Like, am I not going to see him or where is he? Where do you have him? But, um, so, uh, anyway, sorry. I just got a notification on my phone that really kind of shocked me. Um, so. I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what's on my phone that shocked me. So just today and over the past couple days, uh, Becca, this is totally off subject, <laughs> but it's bachelor related. Becca Kufrin basically announced that she was no longer going to be on the bachelor happy hour podcast that she's has other things going on, whatever. Um, also they haven't had an episode in a really long time. Now I don't hardly ever listen to it. I don't, but I can, t I have it I'm like subscribe to it. So I can tell, you know, like it, I never see new episodes pop up or I never get notifications. And it's been a really long time. It's been during the whole break. They didn't have any, any episodes. And then right after she went on her story saying that she was no longer going to host it, Thomas, her fiance, um, came on and 
talked about how he didn't think he was going to watch The Bachelorette, no shade to charity and that he wished her luck, but he acted very frustrated with the franchise. And he said, I don't like a lot of the things that have been going on behind the scenes and said he wasn't going to say anything more, but he was just a little frustrated. And because of that, he did not think he said, I usually just watch Bachelor in Paradise anyway, but because of this, I'm don't think I'm going to be watching anymore. So something went down. So everyone, I should say everyone, but it was kind of assumed by people that they weren't not, they were not going to have bachelor happy hour, which is like one of the two sanctioned, um, by bachelor podcasts. So clickbait and bachelor happy hour. So we thought that one was going to be of no more. Um, but then apparently today there was some kind of like teaser, um, for the podcast that came out that said there was going to be new hosts. And just as I was sitting here, I got a notification from Apple podcasts that popped up that said bachelor happy hour is back is available. So <laughs> then I just posted all my story. If you like you, it like it will probably still be on my story tomorrow, but I posted all of these on my story just today and it's actually back. So I'm curious to see who they got now to be the bachelor sanctioned podcast hosts that are, you know, really company men standing behind this show is only for love. Okay. So on with the thing. So, so Nehemiah tells charity what he did and like, you know, apparently when she was asking for him, I guess the producers were just like, I don't know, I guess he's going to the bathroom. I'm, I don't know where he went. So she's like, Oh my gosh. He tells her he likes Aaron B but he says he doesn't like Brayden and he doesn't like his cockiness. And he seems like he has a lot of ego. So charity goes out. This was so, I didn't like this part at all. How this all played out. This was weird. It wasn't weird. It was, I felt for the other guys, I felt like this was, I don't know if this was charity's idea to do this, to like tease Brayden a little bit, but what happens is she goes in, all the guys are together in that room and she's like, uh, my brother, this, my brother told me about some things that happened. Some were good. Some were just interesting. Um, but I'd like to sort of clarify some things. So she pulls Brayden and everyone, and this is where I was wondering though, because right away, every single guy is like, oh gosh, I wouldn't want to be him. Oh, poor Brayden. Oh, you almost know he's going home. Oh my gosh. The, I, that feels so bad for him. And like, they were going on and on. Everyone was assuming he was going to go home, which made me think, okay, he's not going to go home. There's no way. Now he ends up. So, so she goes and she tells him and like calls him out because her, she said, my brother said, you're a little bit overconfident. He seems sort of taken aback. Like he legitimately was like, I, like it didn't mean to come across like that. I'm really sorry. Um, she then did a habit that I'm not crazy about. And it's when one person's talking and cause Gabby did this a lot and she would just say, yeah, like every five words. Yeah. 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 It wasn't as bad as a, a Gabby, but she did it quite a bit. And I don't like that. Cause I feel like you aren't really listening when you do that. So either way, she's like, okay, she listens to what he says. And she's like, I need a moment. They come back from break and he comes, she comes back. And basically she just like, I mean, tease the hell out of him because she brought the first impression rose to him. I mean, I guess. So her, her take was, 
it's okay. Like my brother thought you were being cocky, but I actually like that you are telling everyone how much you like me and how excited you were to kiss me. And I like that. And you weren't just imagining it when you thought we had a connection. We totally did. And I think we did too. And here's the first impression rose. So the whole time you thought she was like going to take her brother's word for it, you know, and really she doesn't, she like is really into him and just wanted to, you know, <laughs> tease him a little bit and make him squirm. And she did. And he ends up getting the first impression rose. But the part I really didn't like is that then she walks him back into the room with everybody. And she was like awkward laughing and kind of talking with Brayden. And then they go sit down and squishy, 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 squishy themselves in between all the other guys on the couch. And she's like, well, obviously I gave, obviously I gave uh Brayden the first impression rose. And it was like crickets. It, I don't, I guess usually when they do that, she, she gives the first impression rose like, like by themselves, which they did. But then like she goes her own place and then he comes in to the guys himself. They don't come in together. I wish, I hope they never do that again because that was so awkward both for her and for all, it was awkward for everyone. That was terrible. I did not like that. So then Jesse comes in, says it's time for, um, the rose ceremony. So, um, Doton, they show Doton worried because he didn't even get to talk to her. And so he didn't know if he was going to get a rose. So this is the order that everyone got their roses in. And so we get Aaron B which he's the first to get the rose. So that really means a lot. Remember that. So then we get John, Xavier, Joey, Caleb B, Warwick, Aaron S, Caleb A, Adrian, James, Sean, Michael, then question mark. I didn't hear what she said. Doton, question mark again. I didn't hear who, who this guy was. John Henry, Josh, and then Spencer. What? 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 Um, then... They show a preview, uh, looks like she's going to fall in love with more than one person. So she's crying about that. We see that Brayden sort of gets questioned about being authentic by the other guys. Um, there's someone in the end that is, must not be sure because it's like, she cries about that. So it looks like there's a pretty decent amount of real drama. I don't look like it doesn't, it, I don't know that we're going to have a real strong villain, except maybe f they also show Sean, her getting a little bit like, spitfire with Sean, he must do or say something that she doesn't like or appreciate. So, um, yeah, that's looks like it could be good. I am overall, I was impressed. I really think, I think also it just helped that we had this big off time, like this, this, uh, break, this big, long break. And, um, it just helped with being refreshed and ready for a new season. I still say I can't wait for the golden bachelor, but so this is who I have in my final six. I have Doton, Joey, Aaron B, Xavier, Brayden, and Michael. I'm going to say Brayden makes it all the way to the final. Oh, so by the way, we started with 25 guys and five went home. So we went from 25 down to 20. Now, like last season, Zach had 30 women. I, I don't know how they decide how many to have, but whatever. So we have now 20 men. Okay. Um, so those are my final six. Then my final four are Doton, 
Joey, Xavier, and then I couldn't decide between Aaron B and Michael, but I'm going to go with Aaron B, but I'm going to put Michael in little parentheses because I'm thinking it's possible. Uh, we didn't see much from Michael, but um, I don't know why. I, there's something I think he has a possibility. Okay. So, but I'm going to like, Aaron B is going to be my official person. All right. So there you have it. That was it. Wow. I'm what I'm less than an hour. You know, these really, these first nights, that's good. I might get to bed actually before midnight. Um, so what was I going to say? Um, I was going to say, oh, the first nights with the, with the, with the, <laughs> who the limo exits, it, it's, it's difficult. It's not difficult to recap, but unless you want to go through every single limo exit and every single person, you know, which I think is just redundant. Um, this is a fairly difficult night to recap because there's so many men, there's so much happening, you know, so many little things, you don't know people's names. Um, you just don't have a feel for it yet. So that's okay. That's good. Um, yeah. So here we go. I'm assuming it's on next Monday night, my next Monday night, July 3rd. Like I said, I believe I'm going to just go ahead and record it. Um, because we probably will be doing something Monday night anyway, since the next day, nobody works and the next day is July 4th. So I think I'll record it and then watch it, uh, Tuesday evening and then release the episode on Wednesday morning. Um, but don't forget this Thursday, I am dropping an extra episode that is Allie hosting and she is asking me questions. So, um, hope you like that. Hope it's not a Natalie overload for you. I'm sorry if it is, <laughs> but, uh, we always have fun talking. So, um, hope you enjoy it too. My Bible verse for today's episode is sorry, I just had it. It is Romans 15 verse five, and it is may God who gives this patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each other as is fitting for the followers of Jesus Christ. Um, so again, thank you for listening. Please go review. Give me a, some kind of little, just little, little tidbit of information in the review section but mostly, mostly a five-star rating would be absolutely phenomenal. It just takes you two seconds to do that. Follow, subscribe, all those things you do for podcasts that you enjoy and tell your friends. Um, I will, we'll talk to you Thursday, but then we will see you next Wednesday for episode two of Charity Season. Uh, happy fourth, everybody. Bye.